Welcome to Airman's Podcast, episode 375. Today is Saturday, December 31st, 2022. Welcome to the last day of the last month of 2022. I figured if I didn't record today, I'd lose my only chance, only remaining chance of podcasting in December and 2022. So here we are. It's been hot and dry lately. Dry in the sense that it's not raining. The, the ground hasn't dried out yet. And so we've gone from one extreme to the other, pretty much. Uh, The last time it rained, I think, was a week ago Thursday. So that's, what, um, not quite 10 days yet. And although we've had a couple of little little tiny dumps at night, fortunately. But other than that, it's been sunny or at least not raining during the day. Sometimes it's been a bit cloudy or overcast. But it goes from one extreme to the other because dealing with all of the rain is one problem. But dealing with the sun is also a problem because in January, there was this big volcanic eruption in Tonga, which has since been determined to have been the largest eruption ever recorded, which isn't saying much because they only have records going back about 100 years. But still, it was a big deal. And it ejected um, material way into the atmosphere, like millions of cubic meters of earth, of of stuff from the earth way up into the atmosphere. It penetrated the mesosphere, which I'm not really familiar with, but it's way up there apparently. And it is the highest recorded, what do they call it? Expellation or whatever of material as well. And that is the issue here because it has interfered with the atmosphere's ability to, to protect New Zealand from UV radiation. And so the UV radiation this year is particularly high and people are being warned to always wear sunscreen if they're out in the sun or to cover up or stay in the shade or ideally don't go in the sun at all one way or another. And I I can vouch for that because there have been times I've been outside just for a few minutes to do something, maybe to, I, I don't know, put something in the rubbish or whatever, the recycle bin maybe. And the sun feels incredibly hot on your skin. It's not about the air temperature so much because the air temperature has been fairly normal, mid mid twenties, low to mid twenties Celsius. But the feeling on on one's skin or my skin anyway is like it, there's a source of heat right next to your skin. It's that intense. So I fi- actually found out about this when I was working on the I'm pulling the weeds on the bank um, on the side of my uh, backyard. And I made sure I slathered in with, with sunscreen and wore a hat and all that sort of stuff and wore a long sleeve shirt. And the, the idea was to protect myself from the sun. And it seems to work because I haven't gotten sunburned. But, and I also, when I've, when I've mowed the lawns, which I've been doing at least once a week <laughs> over the past few months, I started wearing garden gloves when I'm doing it. And the reason for that is that it protects my hands from the sun. And the alternative is I would have, I could have put um, sunscreen on my hands, but that would have made them greasy and might've made me slip holding the, the handle of the mower. And that's important because if, um, to keep it going, I have to be pressing in these, these handles, kind of like handbrakes on a bicycle. And if I let go, the thing shuts off. Wearing the gloves is, is hot and it's a bit uncomfortable, but it at least solves that problem. It protects my hands and um, also makes it so I can keep a firm grip on on the controls. And if, especially during all that rainy weather, I sometimes had to stop the mower and clean out the grass gunk from underneath it. And so it was good for that because I was ready to go. 
But anyway, because of the the heat and the intense sun, I haven't actually gotten a lot done outside. I went outside yesterday, day, day before, I think it was, because I was going to work on my um, clothesline project. And it wasn't terribly hot. I, I think it was like 23 out or something. But the sun was so intense that I just, I said to Leah, I said, nah, we're going back in. And so we did. And I, because of that, I haven't gotten a whole lot else done. The The pulling of the weeds that I started has, has stopped. And some of the weeds have grown back and new weeds, because they're seasonal, have grown in. And But it it doesn't look as bad as it did before I started. So I guess there's that. But I still have so much to do. And the, it's it's at the wrong it's all everything I want to do is always at the wrong time of year it seems but anyway so nothing much has progressed I can say however that my tomatoes are going gangbusters I've got the first one that's ripening right now and they're huge plants and they're they look very lush and green they look they look to me to be the healthiest tomato plants I've ever had and that's saying something because I've grown a lot over the years and the veggie pod also I've planted a few things in. And I also planted some marigolds in there to keep the bugs away. And it, it's doing really well, especially all that parsley, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freeze some, I'm going to dry some, I'm going to give some away. And hopefully I'll get through it before it goes to seed. <laughs> anyway. And I have another project I've been working on, which um, was thrust upon me by Hamilton City Council. And it is dealing with rain garden out in my front in the front of my house basically it's this thing it's this, this uh, concrete trough kind of looks like a cattle trough out in a paddock somewhere and it it, it collects the stormwater runoff primarily from my roof during heavy rainstorms and the, theoretically it will soak into the ground there rather than going into the stormwater system but if it's a particularly bad storm then there's an overflow drain in there so it can then carry on in the in the stormwater system However, um, it is a bitch to maintain, and I'm going to be talking about that more in the new year because it's it's actually not a finished project yet. There's more to it, and I don't actually know all of the parts of it yet, and I it's going to take me a, a little bit of time to, to complete that. So stay tuned for that. That's something to look forward to in the new year. <laughs> there haven't been any new projects around the house. My Christmas was a bust this year because on the Friday beforehand, a week ago yesterday, in the evening, I started getting um, cold-like symptoms. And my first thought was, uh-oh, because that's often the beginning of COVID. And I didn't, I got up early the next morning because I wanted to do a few things before I was going to be picked up for the gathering with the family. And I didn't feel horrible, but I still felt odd. So I took a rat test, rapid antigen test, and it was negative. But the problem is that most of the people I was going to be spending Christmas with were going overseas a few days later. And even if it was just a cold, they wouldn't have recovered by then. And if it had, if it had been the plague, well, that has whole other issues, serious consequences. So the only sensible thing for me to do is to stay home. And I did. And I actually had an okay day. Uh, my brother-in-law dropped off some of the Christmas dinner so that I could um, still have some. And it was lovely. And um, it was a very uh, kind gesture. 
uh, the next day I felt basically fine, and I felt basically fine ever since. I it comes and goes, and I suspect it's probably more summer allergies than anything else because I I've never had a fever. I've never felt really you know deathly sick or even really sick at all. Yeah. So my Christmas was a bit of a bust, and I haven't left the house since Thursday of week before last because. Um, I decided that if it was something, I should give it a, a week to make sure that I don't have anything. And that week is technically up to tomorrow, I think. I guess. Yeah, I had to stop and think because I, I get confused about dates when there's a lot of public holidays. Anyway, the the point is that I wouldn't want to have gone out all that much anyway, although... Because um, I, I don't go to Boxing Day sales, for instance. There have been previous years where Nigel and I were leaving Hamilton and trying to get past the base, the shopping area called the base, on Boxing Day. And the traffic has been utterly diabolical trying to get past it. I, I don't want to go anywhere near there. And so the earliest I would go would be next week, maybe. And I will probably need some things for my various projects and stuff and and all that kind of thing. But anyway... The point is I've been staying away from people and there actually, there hasn't been a whole lot of opportunity to be around people, to be fair, because well, a huge chunk of the family is currently overseas, uh, not a huge chunk, that makes it sound like there's 30 of them or something. A, a portion of the family, or at least a portion of the Hamilton family is now overseas. So there's not that many opportunities to get together. And Hamilton's actually pretty quiet this time of year. So is Auckland this time of year. And I'm sort of enjoying just just kind of chilling um, over the past few days or so. Now, in the new year, I do have some projects I want to do. I've got that rain garden thing to finish, and I have got still have to finish the clothesline, which I doubt I'm going to get to today. Probably won't until next week now. And other than that, you know, just my routine mowing and garden, garden maintenance and stuff. But related to Christmas, there was one other thing I took on. I decided I wanted a Christmas tree, a different Christmas tree, I should say, Many, many years ago, and I don't remember how long ago, Nigel and I got a fake Christmas tree, you know, the kind you decorate and put ornaments on and all that sort of stuff. And as I recall, we had it stored in a garage in one of our houses, I don't remember which one, and mice got into it, and so we threw it away. And uh, we didn't have a tree, I think, for a few years after that, two or three years or so. And then one day, this is at two houses ago, we were at a department store called Farmers, and they were selling these ones that were basically looked like tinsel garland, gold tinsel garland, in the shape of a tree that was hanging on a stick. Well, it wasn't a stick, as a metal pole. And Nigel liked that, and he sent me back to the store to get it later. And we used that for years, although we didn't put it up every year, and we never put it up at our last house. Maybe we couldn't figure out where to put it, I don't know. But um, I convinced him to hang a, light, hang a string of... Um, Christmas lights in the middle of the tree so they would shine out. But it wasn't the sort of thing you could hang any ornaments on, so it, it was a very simple tree. And I I used that my first couple of Christmas, Christmases here. But then over the course of the past year, I began to feel more like I wanted to have a tree where I could hang ornaments, a more traditional tree of the sort that I grew up with and associate with Christmas and all that sort of stuff. And so I started looking online, and I saw one that I thought that I might want from this place called Warehouse, because it was really inexpensive. 
And but then I read the reviews and everybody was saying this is nowhere near as lush as it looks in the photos. And I realized that the, what they did in the photos is they, they increased the shadow area in the body of the tree itself. So it looked denser than it actually probably was. And as it happens short, when I think it was when I um, took Leo for his hairdressing in November, I went into the warehouse and saw the tree and the reviews are right. It didn't look anything like it did in the photos. So I didn't buy it. And I looked online and I saw something. What I really wanted was I wanted a kind where the little um, needles were made of a rigid plastic, kind of like the old little green army men that we used to play with as kid. I used to play with as a kid. And uh, I had one in Chicago, which I bought off of a friend for like $10 or something ridiculous like that. And I loved that tree because it looked so real. But I didn't bring it with me, obviously, because it's too big and too much hassle and all that sort of stuff. And I don't even know if I knew where it was at the time. Be that as it may, I found one that I kind of liked. And it was, I don't remember how much it was, but it was, it was more than $200. And um, the, that Farmers was also selling ones for three or four times the price. And I thought, oh, I certainly can't afford that. And both of them had models that had the lights already included. And at the time, I'm thinking to myself, who'd want that? Because I was thinking of the old days of Italian lights where one light goes out and they all go out. These are, of course, LEDs. It's a totally different situation. The lights probably never burn out. And if they do, it doesn't make any difference. So I, I really missed the mark on that one. So I bought, um, I ended up going to Farmers because I wanted a tree topper. And by that time, the trees were on half price. Um, but I'd already ordered one from a different place and it had arrived and I needed a tree topper and I decided to get some new lights. And I'm, of course, they're LEDs and they were powered by USB. And I had to find USB adapters. And fortunately, I had some spare ones lying around. And it's it's been one thing after another. But I hesitated for like a month before I placed the order and I kept looking at it online, and but I just wouldn't order because I thought I can't justify that. Times are really tough right now, and I really can't justify spending whatever it was um, on the tree. But then, not long before um, Christmas, two or three weeks beforehand, it went on special at the place I ordered it from. It was like a hundred dollars off or whatever, ninety ninety dollars off, I think it was. And I thought, oh, what the hell? And I ordered it. So it arrived and I, and I opened the box and I looked at it and, and the, it was what I was expecting to see, you know, the rigid plastic needles. And then it stayed there until a few days before Christmas, I think it was, I finally put the tree up and I realized that only the ends of the branches were that rigid plastic. The inside of it was a traditional artificial Christmas tree with a more cellophane-y like stuff. And I thought, oh, well, I can live with that, I guess. And it took me forever to get the the branches just right because it looked too sparse until I kept bending them up right and all that sort of stuff. Then I had to put the lights on, and then I didn't actually organ uh, decorate the tree until Christmas Day because I planned on doing that on Christmas Eve, on which was um, a week ago today, and I didn't feel up to it because of my cold-like symptoms. So I didn't do that. I did it Christmas Day instead because I figured, oh, what the hell? Now, in my family, the Christmas tree always stayed up until January 6th, the Epiphany. And that's when my mother would take the tree down. And so that's what I have done all my life since then. I've always taken it down on January 6th 
So at that point, I had a couple of weeks that it would be up. And I thought, well, I don't want to delay it any longer to decorate it. So that's how I spent part of my Christmas day was decorating this tree. And it actually looks fine. It's not perfect. It's not exactly what I wanted. But, you know, it's reasonably close. And I got it at a, at a good price. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. But it was one of those situations where I felt I shouldn't do something, but I went ahead and did it anyway, which has actually been sort of the story of this year where there have been things I think to myself, oh, I shouldn't buy buy whatever that is. And then I go and buy it anyway. But I tried to be careful and I tried to find the best price when there's something I really want to get. And I'm trying very hard not to overbuy um tools or or whatever for projects because I have a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff I haven't even found yet. So I I'm being cautious in the right places I think. But I did get a Christmas tree I probably didn't need and I don't care. I mean, I do. I'm okay with that. <laughs> But that is it for today. Just a, a couple little stories to wrap up the year, to end the year. I am, to, but to, re, to reiterate, I am fine. I don't have the plague. I don't even have a cold, clearly. Maybe allergies, but I'm actually fine. I make uh, progress on my various projects when I can. But I'm also glad to see the end of this year because it wasn't a particularly good year for me. I It started out after... After about 30 years, it wasn't that long, of course, under lockdown here in Hamilton. And that really did a number on me. And it affected me well into the new year, this year. And I also changed medications early in this year, which seemed to be doing fine. This month is the second was the second anniversary of my cryoablation procedure, which um, appears to have fixed my AFib and tachycardia issues. So overall, I'm doing much better than I was at this time last year. Actually, I'm clearly doing better than I was doing at this time last year. So there's that. You know, and that's a good thing. So hopefully I can say the same thing again at the end of 2023. We'll see. But that's it for today. That's it for December. That's it for 2022. I'll talk to you in the new year. Kakete no. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Airman's Podcast at airmanspodcast.com, where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amarin's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at amarin's at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website.